Hello everyone, and welcome to CView Quantum Network. I'm your presenter Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show, The Secret Power of You, with special guest Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind a very powerful and mysterious force. To identify what has been holding you back, release it to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11 and then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself, to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Terry Christine directly, please visit www.terriechristine.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to see you and listen to all our shows. For more information, Visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready. Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine. Thank you, Dani, and welcome everybody to a transformative episode of Love Vibes 101 with the extraordinary, extraordinary Harry Christine. Today, we are going to embark on a journey guided by her profound wisdom. Let's listen to and think about some of the uh, words by Jeff Foster where he beautifully reminds us that the more we desperately seek love, the more we inadvertently convey to the owners a sense of unworthiness. In this moment, we invite you to pause, breathe, 
and join Terry as she skillfully unravels the layers of this truth. Terry Christine, as you just listened, is a renowned intuitive energy healer. And she's here today to guide you beyond the seeking and to the being of love. Within her exceptional skills, she effortlessly passed into the essence of love, helping you, listeners, callers, and people that will listen to this later on, as you recognize it in your core. Feel it pulsate through your being and witness it dance in every breath. The key is not to seek love externally, but to acknowledge it as your intrinsic nature. Carry with your intuitive prowess is uniquely qualified position in this profound realization. The benefits of you going with Terry Christine on an energy block removal like today will surely give you clarity, empowerment, peace, transformation, and personal growth. But there is so much more that you'll get with Terry, and you can always go to her site at terrychristine.com. And remember, she's going to be here, uh, well, there at uh, Love and Marriage DC this Saturday. This is part of the Upper Winfrey Network where she is showing off her expertise with all the viewers of the show, Love and Marriage DC. Make sure to write DC. Okay, so let's come up the search to weather. Love is not something you find. It's something you are. Get ready to be immersed in the love that you are as Terry Christine takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. And now let's welcome Terry to the show. Terry, so glad to have you here on this auspicious month of love. Oh, Thank you. Claudia, I always love to be on the show. I love you so much, and I am enjoying our, I mean, I think, what is this, five years now we've been together? Four? Four or five? We are all now more than five. It's probably six, I think. Okay, six. I always lose. I always lose track. But it, it feels like it was just yesterday, and it feels like you know, we're family. So I'm very grateful for this opportunity. And you know, today's topic. You know, I write these topics way in advance, and so I'm just intuitively guided to to talk about certain things. And and this particular one, you know, we we want love in our life, but what really is the key to this is that we have to start with the love of self first to attract more love in our life or a partner or a better job because, you know, jobs support us that can turn into love or and supporting our soul and and our guidance but a lot of people don't understand is that I want a partner and I I want you know girlfriends to love and support me and and why can't I have that and why do I keep attracting the same thing and the the deeper connection to this is your subconscious the limiting beliefs that were created 
as a child. You know, I, I've been doing this work for over 18 years, and, you know, people will say, I have great parents. It's not about that. It's about the experiences that you've had as a child you're viewing something that you're determining as a child what it is. Now, as an adult, we've lived our existence with time, experiences, people around us. So we can label, I know the value of hard work. I know what it takes to buy a new car. I know what uh, a healthy relationship is because you've had the, the longevity, the time frame, the time to experience it and then to base the good, the bad, and the ugly. But as a child, you come into this world, you're in the arms of a caregiver, and you're going, love me, nurture me, comfort me, protect me from the elements and other things unconditionally. And so what happens is as we're moving forward in our life as a child, we're seeing things around us, and we're told things. You can be told from your mom, all right, sweetheart, I'm going to give you this cookie, but don't tell your sister because she might be mad and it's the last one in the cookie jar. So now you're told to keep a secret. You're told that your sister is going to be angry automatically because you got the last cookie. So now as a child, you're like, ooh, I can't tell other people the last thing that I have because they're going to be angry. So it really just depends on the child. The child could hold that in or go to the next experience and then decide what they want with that. But as we're getting older, then those memories become our subconscious. And then as an adult, we'll have people, places, and things trigger our subconscious, which the feeling comes up. But what happens is that we will look at the person in front of us and say, why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? I don't like you anymore. And then it, it becomes an emotional turmoil between you and other people when in fact it's just a feeling that's being bubbled up from your childhood. It's usually before the age of seven. And then, you know, then you're, you're not willing, ready, able to face what it is in that feeling, to forgive, to let go, and then it becomes an internal turmoil for you. And so bringing it back to internal love, this is the key component to have love will allow you to radiate love and then attract love, just in that order. So when you are one with yourself, it's more than just saying, I'm happy, I love everything. Well, if you have judgment and you're looking at someone and you're telling your girlfriend, you know what, I wouldn't do that. I would do, you know, this other thing. That's a form of judgment. That's you telling her out of your personal experience that you know how to get to A to B and how she should follow that. Well, she didn't live in your household with your four walls and your upbringing in the moments that you had someone tell you not to do something or tell you what to do, and you had to decide in those very moments, again, that became your subconscious. But as we're living, an adult, and you're having a girlfriend, you're telling her something judgmental, then, then it can uh, appear that you know, she'll push you away or not want to hear what you have to say. So when you are really loving yourself, you're going to be fully present in what you are saying, how it sounds, how it comes out. Now, I'm not telling you, ooh, be careful what you say. What I am doing is asking you to be more present 
in what's in your head, how you're saying it, and if you're just allowing yourself to accept that person as they are. Because that's what love is, right? You loving you, sending out the love with truth and no judgment, and loving is that radiating, is sending it to the world to celebrate them. You could be in the form of anger with a family member who seems to appear that things are so easy for them and you struggle. And then you start questioning why are they making it look like it's so easy to have a better job, a better life, a better partner. And then you might reflect back and say, well, mom made it look like she was the favorite. So, you know, she got things better than I did. Mm, That's judgment and your interpretation as a child. Now, I know some people can, can reflect back and clearly see that there was some favoritism. But if you're hanging on to it as an adult, then you're living and torturing yourself in the chamber that's holding you back from the things that you truly want as well. You're not a victim, my loves. You're allowing yourself to be in that state of victimhood if you're blaming others, including family, friends, experiences around you, and that's not you loving you. I want to keep bringing that back so you can see some of the things you may be thinking, acting, projecting, and that's clearly the things that are saying, wait a minute, hold on, let me reel this back in. What am I doing? How am I living who I want to be or am I living how I want, how everyone else thinks I am? So are you living who you want to be? So if you want to be happy, are you living happy? Are you wanting to be judgment-free? Are you living judgment-free? So when you're having people place judgment on you, then you're allowing that to affect you. That has nothing to do with you. That's them and their limiting beliefs that are triggering you and say, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way. It sounds a little judgmental and, uh, you know, I don't accept that and I'll have to move, you know, talk to you later or move on in another, another day, another time, another space, right? Allowing ourselves to be that. And uh, so then you want to ask how much is being projected on others that's not really your truth because judgment is not truth. Uh, And, you know, I just had a client. It was a husband and wife. And we were talking about just in general how you live. Did you know that every single one of us on this planet are in service? Most of us will label, well, a nurse, a doctor, an accountant, a police officer, they're in service. I may be uh, a restaurant server or I might uh, work at a retail store or just an administrator, you know, helping an office. That's a form of being in service. Even though you can look at it as a job, you can, it's a form of service to the world. Now, also in other, other ways are talking your friends off the ledge holding the door open at a grocery store, at a, at a restaurant, whatever, you're of service to help them exit or enter. Those are all forms of being in service. When we all embrace being in service with the world, then that is also a form of love that you are radiating out. 
many get confused and see that this is my job, I'm just living, but you're living in the space of being in service for yourself and for others. Does all this make sense, Claudia? It does. And, and you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because uh, personally, many times when I hear the word service, I, I get to this point of thinking of someone being less than other first people and serving them like giving them a service that they cannot do for themselves, and then I have to give that to them as an imposition negative thing. But you are letting us know that no, no, no. It's not about being less or giving everything to someone, but this selfless act of love that we all are here to provide each other, correct? Absolutely, and think about it, because you went into the negative part of thinking how it was projected on you from society, but the reality is, right now, what we're doing, Claudia, you are being in complete service to have this show to help educate people, see things clearly, connect them to people such as myself to help lift them, shift their lives, feel more embraced and supported. What we're doing right here, right now, is being in service. The people here listening, they are being in service to themselves because they're using the time right now to uh, receive. And also, I know many of you will share and say, you know what, I heard today, and did you know? And you're sharing it with your friends, your family. That also is a form of being in service. So you're lifting everyone, and being in service is a lifting, is a supportive, is an abundant, carefree. I mean, it's everything that we want, but we just mm-hmm. have to shift how we think, just how you were thinking. It's not lowering, it's lifting. <laughs> and, Terry, I wanted to ask you something. Um, you are so good in what you do. You have explained to us several times how you have been a gift of clairvoyant or clairsentient of claircognition. And how did you know in your own life that this was what you were best at doing? This is your niche. This kind of service that you do, it is it's where you are the brightest. So how were you able to find that in your own life? Mm. You know, I love that question because I hear people come to me and say, what is my purpose? <laughs> and the reality is our purpose in life is to expand and grow and everything else is a choice. And so when You know, I'm living life just as all of you are. I'm making decisions to educate myself, receive things. You know, I may not be in the current position I was years ago, but those are the things that I've learned and carried on. And when you asked me that question, I said, oh, my God, no one has ever asked me that question, and it's very powerful. So listen up. When you take the time to just slow down and just reflect on your life as a child, what were the things that were your favorite? So I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was in my um, high school year, so 9, 10, 11, 
I would I got addicted to the detective novels. I could read so many of them, Nancy Drew and some of those other ones, because I wanted to be able to figure it out, to be the detective before I got to the last page in the book. And I got really good at it, and so I was reading all these stories. So here I am in high school, graduated high school, and then I ended up, you know, sort of working like everybody else starts. Well, most of us, not everybody, but most of us start with, you know, starting at the entry level and working up. And so there were various jobs that I took and, and seeking out what fulfilled my soul. I liked this job, didn't like that job. So I took each piece and took the best of what I learned from it and grew. And that's how we step, take the ladder and step up. And so when I really started honing in, I had a spiritual epiphany at the end of uh, my 14-year relationship with the father of my children. And at the time, I was working as a director of sales for a sightseeing company. And I had spent many years fine-tuning sales, marketing, customer service. There's the in-service part, listening, uh, expanding into being of service to people. And when I had my spiritual epiphany, it was about love because I was trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip. I wanted that that love for my partner, but he was very challenged from his own upbringing. He was extremely challenged. And there was, I just wanted him to connect to my heart and live happily ever after and be, you know, go on trips and do things. And there wasn't any of that in our household. And I kept crying and begging him and I kept getting more resentful angry, more lost, more lonely. Here I am, a houseful, you know, two children and him, and I was lonely with everyone. And when I had my spiritual epiphany, which I left my body, I heard uh, three words, love will come, catapulted me back into my body, and then things changed drastically, like radical change. And the special things started happening. People started coming to me, you know, giving me messages. And I moved into it. Now, I'm going to make this story a little bit shorter because I could go on for another hour explaining all of that. But the answer to the question, Claudia, that you just asked me is that I started to realize that what I loved the most I was doing, but I didn't realize I was doing it until I'm here, you know, 10 years into my career as an energy healer. Because being in service is one thing, but then I started thinking, you know what? I was so good at trying to figure out what's going on through words, through the book. And then I realized as an energy healer, I'm doing the same thing. I'm working in your subconscious. I'm putting your pieces of your puzzle together. I'm bringing it forward to your present and I'm putting your pieces together so you can see, ah, now I know when I was three because you just, because I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient, which means I can hear, see, and feel. There are six clairs. However, those three are my absolute strongest. And so when I'm using my Claire audience, which is the hearing, I can hear conversations, full sentences, words at the very moment that I need it to share with my client. And then all of a sudden they're like, I remember that. I remember when they said that when you, they do, they do it all the time. And I, I give them the peace 
to bring that subconscious forward and now they're in the full-blown emotion of that limiting belief and then I shift it now when I'm doing that I realized I am the detective I am the one helping them to reveal the 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 culprit and the victim and all of that (laughs) stuff but I also am the solution the results but with you I can't do it without you. I connect you to that and we shift it. And so it's just a matter of shifting that energy that's subconscious, you know, that's, that's in that space so that you can and will receive the feeling of support, starting to see that things are changing around you, that it doesn't bother you as much within minutes, days, weeks, but it will shift within that space and as long as you're present, you'll see it within minutes. Some people aren't so present, they have to see it with their eyes and hear it with their ears, and that's the difference. You, you feel it, you know it, you believe it. And that's actually how I was able to determine I am doing what I love to do through the readings of those detective books. I am your detective. I can figure it out and help you get to the end result and bring you back to life. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that, that is awesome. So we have a question for someone in our chat room, and he, uh, this person says, um, it is for view to life. So view to, this is a question. So I am an, an individual who struggles with persistent self-doubt, affecting various aspects of my life, from career decisions to personal relationships. Despite external achievements, I have lack of confidence within myself. How can you help me here? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. You know, I spent five years on a psychic website, and one of the requirements was to give readings through emails. And because you typed that in, your energy came through those words as Claudia was reading it. You have a strong dad block. And within that, well, let me explain. So if you haven't followed me that long and you're new to the show, there are five ways you can create limiting beliefs. Two of them, the strongest ones, are mom or dad, mom and dad, or mom and dad-like figures, like grandparents, because some of us have caregivers that were grandparents. God is next, someone else, and something else. When you have a strong dad block, and it is strong, it went straight over to dad, it can appear in ways like when a dad was saying, you know, you didn't do your homework very well, or did you use your head, or you know, we're, we're late because you uh, had to tie your shoes. Uh, you, you said that, which didn't end up being the right way. Let me tell you what the right way is. Now, I'm being very strong, but it can come across as, sweetheart, it didn't really work that way. And so, or, or, you know, or if dad was saying, you know, your job today, I'm going to teach you how to mow the yard. And then he says, okay, I showed you for the last month, go out there and mow it. And he comes out and he starts picking away at the corners where, you know, you were doing that, that needed a weed eater. But he starts to hey, you missed that. You missed that. So then what happens is it starts creating doubt. You know, and like, like a form of saying I'm not good enough, but doubt like, oh, I thought I made the right decision 
oh, I know I'm on it, honey. I can feel this. That's my clairsentient. When I say I can feel it, I'm right on top of what's going on. And when you have a parent that says, I see this, I see this, I see this, it can be through your homework. It can be through them saying, okay, it's your turn to make the decision. And when you do, and it doesn't turn out the way that they wanted it to, then they start saying, well, if you would have done this and this and this, it could have been explained a little bit more differently so that they didn't create the doubt. But if it's a regular pattern, that because they had problems with their dad, then it's just a repetitive limiting belief that's carried on from granddad, dad, and now you. I'm just picking up a lot of masculine energy through your family, that's all. And, and again, this is what I'm picking up. Does this resonate with you? But this is exactly what has gone down. And so it's a matter of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key. Because when we own this doubt, doubt is a stop sign. I bet you, and I know I'm 100% right, that the things that you're trying to create take so long. Like you want to go from A to B and it takes you a year or two. And then you get frustrated or you give up before the end because everything takes so long. And the doubt is like a stop sign. It says, oh, source flies down your little angels are all around you and they're like we want to give this to you you can't see them but we're here screaming at you going go 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 and you're going no it never really works out so i'm not going to do it and the angels fly away and say well when you're ready call us back and we'll give it to you and that's exactly what happens with doubt you literally put a stop sign a freeze on the energy moving forward to the things you're trying to manifest so doubt is a big a big downer, you can call it that, that stops the flow of your manifestation. So when you are living in the forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving yourself that, you know, I own the words that dad told me. I did a good job. I was out there mowing the yard and saying that it was guidance. I received the guidance and now I know I can make it better. And getting past that space, but forgiving yourself for owning those words that he said, and then forgiving him, forgiving him for he could have explained it differently, but that's okay because he had his own stuff and he couldn't hear it because he was saying it as an adult, but not how a child is hearing it. I forgive him tremendously. I forgive him deeply. I forgive him all the way to my heart and more. I release everything that no longer serves me. I know that I am powerful. I know I'm one with source energy. I no longer have to question or doubt anything because my decisions are perfect for me. I'm moving forward effervescently. Yes, I love that word. I'm free from the past and living in the present. I'm no longer harboring, resenting, and dragging myself down from anything that no longer serves me. I'm free from all of that and more. I work, love, move forward freely on this planet earth that no longer is holding me back i am moving forward even if it's baby steps remember how at the beginning of the show i was talking about how you can see things differently about being in service do you understand that you can turn this completely around right here right now and saying hey i get that that doesn't resonate with me. He was trying to help me, but he was having a hard way to describe it. So I'm no longer holding that against him. I'm not no longer judging what he should have done, 
because he was challenged with communicating with me as a child. I don't own that anymore. I'm an adult now. I can move forward, and I am. So as you're shifting it, just like I explained with the other in-service, knowing that you can shift it, but you have to own it, believe it, and be one with it. So when we're done with this show, you're going to stand up. If you're at an office at home, you're going to stand up. I'm done with that old stuff. I'm not doubting anything because when I'm moving forward and allowing it to form into the things that I want, then, yes, I'm free from worrying about because the worry is just holding you back, my friends. I'm free from worry, doubt, shame, resentment. It no longer serves me. It truly is easy, my loves. What you're doing is you're looking at everything as the word hard. Let's take it and move it into new. It's just new. Because when we're in school, we're learning things new. When we receive something new, a, a toy, a child jumps into that toy to play with it, to try to figure it out. What's happening now is for you to take it as something new and saying, I'm in it to win it. I'm going past any doubt because it doesn't serve me. I can clearly see it. So I'm not worried about what anyone says or does because this is me, my life, how I'm moving forward. If you're triggering other people, we are all placed on this planet to trigger each other because we have the embedded limiting beliefs. It's not for you to worry about how they're being triggered. They're going to move on their merry way. Come see, come saw. It's okay. But making sure you are fully present of your own internal judgment to self and to others. I hope that helps. I hope they responded. Does that resonate with the the person who put that note there? Yes, she said. Thank you. Now, we have another question. This is from another um, chat user. And this one is saying, okay, thank you, Terry Christine. I find myself uh, repeatedly drawing to relationships that are emotionally draining or unfulfilling. It's almost like when I see this person, there is a feeling of, no, this is not right, but then I convince myself that that person or this relationship should be explored. And so I have done conscious efforts to try to break free from toxic dynamics, but they continually find themselves in my life. Is this a situation that I'm doing to myself? Is this something that comes from my past? How can I release my soul from all of this recurring patterns? Wow, I love you so much for someone who just put that out there. Uh, You know, this is clearly exactly what is created by, you know, our environment, what's going on, our childhood. I got a really strong mom, God. It went right into mom and up to God. Now, I remember I said there were five ways, and God can be one of those. Let me explain how the, the mom, God one can appear. Now, this is just an example, and I'm going to go back to your question, but this is an example. So here you are. Does a person give their first name? Claudia, is, do I see a first name there? Yes, N-U-R-I. 
N U R Yuri. Okay, Nuri, Nuri. Okay, N U R I. All right. So what happens is that uh, you are in daycare. Mom's working, dad's working, but you're in daycare. And then it's a Thursday, and mom comes and picks you up. And the daycare worker's name is Sally, and you and Sally are tight. You love each other. Sally knows what you eat. She knows how to play with you and make you laugh. She tickles you behind your neck, and you just love her. Mom comes to the daycare on Thursday and says, okay, Mary, we're going to uh, – mommy's got a new job. Tomorrow is your last day with Miss Sally. And so it just kiss her, hug her, and just tell her how, how happy you are to be with her, and we're going to take it to a new daycare tomorrow. Then all of a sudden, ah, arms go up. Now, you don't have to say this out loud, my dear. Your arms go up and you say, wait, wait, why? Why? I love Miss Sally. Now, you're a child, so you don't know, you know, you're not associated with mommy working, mommy changing jobs, having to go to another daycare. All you know is you cannot take me away from Miss Sally. And so what can happen is that now, She's taking you away from that, and you go, why? So when you say why, it's a disconnect from source God energy, because prior to that, you're living free, you're unconditionally receiving and learning as you go, right? So now you have an embedded pattern of why, and so it can appear that years down the road, you struggle with female bosses because you're not going to allow them to change your life and tell you what to do. Now that's an embedded pattern because simply mom moving you in the daycare and you said never again because you absolutely loved Miss Sally. Now let's go back to your question. You're talking about attracting the same type of experiences with people because it's already embedded with you because you're, and I picked up from you got mom and God, like I said. So mom, what she did was she was probably saying things like um, emotionally disconnected things like she would say, I'll be right with you and go do your homework and then she goes off. Now, you know, it, it can be a form of emotionally disconnected, but, you know, not having, you know, she'll go off and, and then forget to come back. And I know I'm jumping around because you have quite a few things going on with you. But mom being emotionally disconnected, so you're attracting emotionally disconnected people. And in that, there was something that you chose in your teenage years that you wanted to be and do harder. Save mom. Show her how much you love her. Oh, I know I'm on it. I can feel it right here. You wanted to show her. So when you're teens, you were probably doing more things around the house or trying to find ways to please her. Give her a little gift. Take her to a, a lunch or, or dinner or somewhere that you were trying to do these things. And now as an adult, you're still reliving that. Still doing, doing I know because I hear doing, 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 doing. Now, here you are, emotionally disconnected people, bringing them in, and the caveat is you wanting to explore it to save them, to change them, to show them how much you are love, to show them how great you are. Again, my love, this is all your subconscious, but you're living in the pattern that you're not allowing yourself to stop. There's no reason to explore someone who's emotionally disconnected. You already have a trigger with that. You hear heal from that, and that will not keep showing up in your life. 
There's no reason to go back and try to prove that you can make it better because you inside are already better. You are just recreating the patterns of your childhood. So the more that you say, you know what, this is, and when you meet someone, cut them off. Say, I'm sorry, this is really not fulfilling my soul that I feel like, you know, we're, we're in complete opposite worlds and you are a nice person and I had some fun with you, but I, I have to move on. And acknowledging that this is not fulfilling your soul and what you're going to find is less and less of that will show up in your life. Does that resonate with you, honey? Did you, did you feel, feel that was? Yes, it does. And we have joy, fun, and happiness, and she's in the chat room, and she's saying this. Related to my mom, I wanted to ask you, how do I release shame and guilt? My mother shamed me for looking in the mirror. She shamed me for liking or loving myself, caring about my physical beauty. Wow. I just want to give you a hug because you are beautiful. You are beautiful inside and out. The thing is, is that your mom had shame for her own and she was bringing you down to have equal energy. Like here she's like not feeling confident and comfortable in her own body for things that happened to her when she was young. So now she's projecting that on you, I feel like your mother had unwanted uh, attention. And now looking at you, oh, I know I'm on it. I know exactly I am on this. And now she's looking at you and now going, no, you, you need to not do this. You need to not look at that way. You need to, you know, wear certain things or wrap it up or not shift your hips that way because something happened to her. You may not know it or she might have shared it, but something happened to her. I know I'm on it because I feel like I want to cry. And she was projecting it on you. And it gets so confusing as a young girl. Like, I'm in this body. I, I'm who, I can't control how, how the curves look. I'm eating like I'm supposed to. And, and why is this body turning out like this? It's your body, sweetheart. And so... Cut the cord. Shame and guilt. Well, let's, let's talk about guilt first. Guilt is not a real emotion. Guilt is what someone is, like you're taking your thought outside of your head and say, and let's say it's, let's, let's talk, let's say it's me and Claudia. And I'm guilty that I'm not on her show more. But the guilt is me thinking that Claudia wants me on her show over every week. And she's probably thinking that I don't think she's good enough because, or the show's not good enough. But that's not the case. That's me thinking in my head. I'm taking it outside and projecting what I think Claudia is thinking about me and then bringing it back in and twisting it. So guilt is not a real emotion. It's a made-up thing when we take it outside of ourselves and then bring it back in. So I want you to realize that it's not you. It's something that your mother was projecting that is not real, and now you're taking it out and putting it in. 
Love yourself deeply, sweetheart. You are in the body that you're in to expand and grow. We have to have a body for the soul to sit in, or or the soul wouldn't be expanding and growing. So it has to sit in something. So once now that it's in there, cut the cord. Understand that that's what she was dealing with and didn't know how to deal with it. Forgive her for rejecting her pain onto you. Go deep, girly. Let it go and forgive her deeply because that is truly her stuff, not yours. I want you to look, I want you to put your hand right at your heart and I want you to put it in a fist and grab a hold of that little bitty thing that's hanging out of your heart. And I want you to grab it with your fist and I want you to start pulling it out. Pull, 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 pull it out, pull it out. I can feel it out of your back. It's that deep. Well, back is past. So pull it out, pull it out, pull it out. Keep pulling, girl. Pull it out. Use two hands if you have to. Pull it out, 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 pull it out. Keep pulling out. Pull. It's a big rope. Keep pulling it out, pulling it out, pulling it out, pulling it out. You're almost there. You're almost there. I just heard a pop. I want you to tell me what you just saw at the end of that rope. Trust. Write down what you just saw. Tell me what it was. Because what happens is that energy, and I'm going to talk while you're writing it down, sweetie. Tell me what was at the end of that rope. What happens while, is energy. While, she, while, she, while you do that also, I wanted to, she uh, wrote that her mother would say, I am conceited like my father, and I don't think she had unwanted attention, but she felt like an ugly duckling. Her sister was called the pretty one, and she was called ugly. At the end of the row, I saw the baby. Okay, a baby. That's you, sweetheart, a child. And do you understand that that's unwanted attention? You labeled that as physical, but it's emotional, unwanted attention, meaning you're the ugly one, she's the pretty one, your sister. That's unwanted. We don't want to hear that word because it's not true. So I'm spot on. You just labeled it as something different, and that's okay. That's perfectly okay. It's just to uh, help you understand. So you were getting attention that you didn't want for things that weren't really true. And that wasn't true at all. And so now your mom is projecting, or excuse me, that was your mom that their mother got unwanted attention. And now she's telling you that you're you're, you're ugly too. Because if I'm labeled ugly, you're ugly too. So I'm going to shame you and your body because I, I, I was shamed. I'm going to shame you. And it's just a pattern. And your mom may not have been fully aware because she was so angry of getting that unwanted attention. I said, not physical, emotional. That's down and dirty, I just heard. Down and dirty. To lower her so much so that she's going to project it on her daughter, that, that's, Mm. your mom needs some big healing in her heart but you as well sweetie to pull it out so you pulled out a baby that is you wanting to be able to hold her cuddle her love her accept her as she is that's it everything sweetheart rock yourself put your arms around yourself 
I love who I am. I love my body. I love what I've created. I love who I am. I hear, I had to repeat that. I heard it. And I've got my arms around me. This body is my plant. This nourishes my soul because without this body, there would be no soul. I nurture it. I feed it. I care for it. I sleep. I eat. I dress you as you feel in your way what helps you move forward. That's what you do to nurture yourself. And that is self-love. Do you know you've been doing it all along? You've been nurturing yourself with a little sprinkle of that stuff that mom put on you. But you have been doing it. So when you can flip it now, do you see what I mean now, sweetie? Your mom did get unwanted attention. But it was where totally dragging her down. And then she projected it. So sever, cut. Release. You pulled it out. You're nurturing yourself. You're holding yourself as a baby. You're rocking and cuddling your body as a baby. As a young girl, as your full adult self. Take this a deep breath so into deep your mouth. She's saying, I am crying and hugging me as I say the words. Thank you. This feels so good. Oh, I love you, sweetheart. I am so sorry you experienced that, but it no longer is in you. Move forward. Love you, and you have been doing it. You just never realized it. How are we doing? Good. She's she's doing good. She's happy. And Carrie, are we at that point where um, I'm thinking that you could help us release at this moment all lingering traumas, past traumas, everything emotional that is hanging into our lives that is somehow um, stealing the quality of life that we can have, that despite all of the uh, healing efforts that we have had in our lives, anything and everything that can be released today, could you help us get rid of that and attract the love that we are? Yes, 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 and yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love this part of this show. All right, everybody. Even the listeners on the recording, because this does work in a recording. So share this for the live ones. Share it and see, show them how great what you received today, because this is really powerful. So everybody take a deep breath into your nose, through your mouth. All right. In order. Here we go. Hold on. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing you really truly are living intuitively, that your eyes are not the importance, it's the feeling that's rock on, solid on, spot on. Uncreate, transient and vaporize, cross all time, dimension, space, 
and reality. It's the feeling of knowing that you have been taking care of yourself. You have been nourishing yourself. You have been creating your life and more. You have been moving forward with baby steps. You have, and you'll keep on keeping on. You're still breathing. Everything you do, the movement, the actions, the words, the thoughts are steps moving forward. Uncreate, transient, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from being one and knowing you're one, one with self, one with source, one in love. Loving yourself, viewing yourself as love, seeing yourself as a sunflower wide open and radiating out that beauty, that yellowness, that brightness, that one that we all want to put our eyes upon, that when we see, we just love you. When we hear, we just love you. When we're in the energy of your essence, we just love you. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing you are on the conveyor belt of love. Yes, own it. Look down, see the little hearts that you're moving forward, the conveyor belt of love. Yes, you're moving in it, with it, for it, one with it, love. But it starts right here in you, right now, in you. Uncreate, transient, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from being all-encompassing, I receive, I receive all that and more. I have everything I need and more. I am one in a perfect state of more. I am being one with more. I am that and more. I am more fun, loving, abundant. I am more truth, gratitude. I am like the catch-all of one. Yes. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling the essence of freeness, of knowing that it's flown away of anything that no longer serves you, that with every breath you take, lighter and lighter, and every exhale releasing anything that no longer serves you. Being in the space of yes, yes, yes. Perfect oneness. Uncreate, transient, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing you are always fully expanded, expanded and free, that life is easy and grand, that nothing is hard, it's just new, new, new. It's all new. Bring it on. Bring on the new adventures, the new toys, the new fun, the new friends, the new partners, because we want it. Bring it on. New, new, new. 
uncreate transmuted vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing that you have, you have full view, full view of everything, all the clarity, all the comfort, you see it all, even the things that aren't so great, you see it. You embrace it. This is my moment to shift. This is my moment to reclaim my power. This is my moment to know that my boundaries are fluid and it will no longer be. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you here right now, here right now, present right now, grounded right now, whole right now, pure right now, Perfect. Yes, I said perfect right now. Right now. Perfect is as perfect is right now, my beauties, right now. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality right now. Take a deep breath in through your nose, my people, and out through your mouth. Feeling the gratitude of oneness, the peace of oneness, and the love of who you are right now. I am so in love. I love this moment right now. I'm so grateful. I'm so honored to all of you. So, Claudia, I'm just going to share, because we're close, very close to the end. I'm going to share how they can find me and move forward with me and be one with themselves And know that life really is awesome. Everything in it. Shifting how you think and how you feel and living in that space of what you want and who you really are. So again, you can find me on my website, terrychristine.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all under Terry Christine. I'm on TikTok. I do a few little readings on some celebrities. And I'm on Love and Marriage DC, so make sure it's DC because there's several other ones. And uh, you'll be able to see, I believe this Saturday is my episode. If it's not this Saturday, it's next Saturday. It depends on the commercials, but I'm pretty firm. I feel like it's this Saturday. So Love and Marriage DC found on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, but I, you find me, Google my name, and I have many pages of other things that I've been on and created. I also have written the book, The Secret Power of You, found on Amazon. But go to my website. I offer one-on-one sessions remotely because there is no time and space with energy. I just proved it to every single one of you. And I have a local private studio in Potomac, Maryland, so I am in the metro D.C. area. Claudia, as always, deep in my heart, I love you like a sister. I'm so grateful and honored to be with you all these years and many more to come. I love you. Thank you. So as we complete this transformative journey together, remember the power to create change lies within you. And Terry Christine guidance is one of the most potent forces that you could always find. Thank you, Terry Christine, and we are always together. Thank you, babe.